This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 399 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, Kentucky Performance Products, and Fairfield Inn & Suites. Today we've got returning guest Megan McIsaac from Wisconsin going to talk about cold weather riding tips and also about her experiences importing horses from Denmark. Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, hi. Good afternoon, Reese. Good hi. afternoon, Jen. How are you? Jen, our Hello. fearless leader, is here too. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> how is everybody doing today? Yeah, uh, you're just going to talk about how awesome Florida uh, is again because I'm not nope. going to be able to take that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was actually going to see how everyone else was doing, Phil. Cranky uh, Phil, everyone. It's happening. Cranky Phil. I don't Phil. want to talk about it. It's all it's snowing and raining today. Ooh. Oh, you all get a wintry time. mix. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Which is the worst. Uh, at least at least yeah, when it's the, lovely, fluffy snow, it's pretty to look at. Yes. But yeah, it's, that mix yeah, thing, that sucks. It's more drivable. Yeah. yeah, you can't drive in the sleety, icy. No. No. So, no, and um, what about everybody in, in Georgia and in North yeah. Carolina? Hi, everybody. I hope you all are warm and safe and they had lots of bad snow there it's crazy right so well yeah, yeah. at least we're sort of prepared for it they're not so okay yeah, well exactly. they can complain more uh, this week they can complain more they than me Play more than cranky phil in canada for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does i will tell you it is much harder we're not gonna talk about florida uh but it is it's going well here i had my first lessons not to rub anything in but i did have some training going on and and we're looking at horses and Things are starting to get going, and we're we're organized now, so which is good. Awesome, Lots you know, I have a really nice. It was a cold weekend, but I had a nice weekend teaching, and it was sort of the first week after the holiday break. And I have to say, all the horses were doing really, really well. Awesome, awesome. So, Jen, you have some news for us. What's going on <laughs> in the world of dressage? <laughs> yeah, what's going on in the world of dressage? What's going uh, on in the world of dressage? Headlines hit the news here. We have. Don Seon Kim arrested after bar brawl. There we go. Korean Olympian was arrested for assaulting two bar employees while under the influence. (laughs) Which is why we brought it on, everybody. I was just like, what? Yeah, usually dressage, we don't have a lot of arrests to discuss. So, oops. Oops. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, This is the TMZ version or whatever, right? Yeah, the TMZ version of the dressage radio show. So back on on regular dressage radio show, uh, it's the first CDI this week here. Uh, in Florida. So we'll have some really good news on who's kind of down here and, and who's getting going. So the jog actually starts tomorrow. And then um, if anybody's down in Wellington, we've got the uh, America's Got Talent, uh, which is Robert Dover's fundraiser for the USCT. Uh, that starts on Wednesday nights. That kicks off yeah, this week. And uh, the Vince Ramos Buck Off is Thursday. So lots of kind of fun charity events going on where you can go and, and, and have fun if you're down here or you're on your way down uh, to see the CDI. There's lots of stuff going on. And Reese and I are getting geared up. We're looking at the dates for the Omaha World Cup finals. Uh, getting excited about that. So yes, that we're, might be doing a good... a we're doing a listener meetup again. That was really fun at the last World Cup. So we're going to do that again. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think we've got a great show. Uh, we can get to it right after this commercial break from Fairfield Inn and Suites. The Horse Radio Network is excited to announce a new partnership with the Fairfield Inn North by Marriott in Lexington, Kentucky for Road to the Horse and Rolex. The Fairfield Inn North is right off Newtown Pike and Route 64 near the Cracker Barrel and only 10 minutes from the horse park the back way, you know, the low traffic way. The Fairfield Inn North has spacious rooms that are being completely renovated now and will be ready in time for Road to the Horse. Plus, the Fairfield Inn North offers complimentary breakfast, a free Wi-Fi throughout the hotel, a huge free parking lot, a business center, indoor swimming pool and jacuzzi, outdoor patio with grill, a laundry facility, and much more. The Cracker Barrel is located right next door, and there are four other dining options available for breakfast, lunch, and dinner right around the corner. Just for listeners of Horse Radio Network, we have negotiated some great rates for you for Road to the Horse and Rolex. For Road to the Horse, we have the rate down from $160 to $120. If you're going to Rolex, we have the rate down to $199 from $260. There's a very limited number of rooms available at these rates, so call in your reservations as soon as possible. Search for Fairfield Inn North in Lexington, Kentucky. It's the one on Hackney Place. You must call in your reservation and ask for the Road to the Horse or the Rolex Early Bird Special. So that's the Road to the Horse or Rolex Early Bird Special. Search for Fairfield Inn North by Marriott. Well, today I am so happy to have a return, a return performer, uh, Megan McIsaac from Lindenhoff Equestrian Centrum in Wisconsin. How are you today, Megan? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. I always love coming on your radio show. We love having you. And I'm not going to lie. We have a very appropriate segment for today for you and Phil. Uh, Megan is, and Megan that is one of the only people we can call who's up north <laughs> and in a good mood. Yes, exactly. Everybody else would be grumpy like me, so we don't call them. Yeah, that's Grumpy Phil, everyone. Grumpy Phil gets grumpy when it gets cold. And yes, so I like to poke at Grumpy Phil to make Grumpy <laughs> Phil even more grumpy. So, well, Megan, we were actually all chatting, and, and it's it's very appropriate for everybody up north that, that isn't able to come down to Wellington or to Florida or to any other hall. A hot location, but to talk about some some issues you have when you do you train in the winter, in in colder climates. So winter riding tips. So get us started. Winter riding tips. I think first and foremost, layers. Always come prepared with layers because if you have a groom, you're lucky. If you don't, you're heating up and you're cooling down. And so what I do in the winter, I always ride my horses in the morning. So that way I am hot all morning and I'm very fortunate. I have a wonderful staff who tacks up the horses and brings it. They bring me the horses. And so I get off one and I hop on another. Um, I highly recommend that if you're getting on and off, I used to get sick all the time. So first and foremost, watch your schedule. Um, and then layers, you know, uh, as soon as I get off a horse, um, I put on a coat and same thing for my horses. They're um, body clipped, and as soon as uh, their blankets come off, coolers are on. Um, we walk them to the arena with the coolers to keep their backs warm. Um, when it's 15 or below, I don't ride. Um, I think it's too cold. Some, sometimes I lunge the horses in the indoor. I'm really lucky right now I have a heated indoor, 
Um, however, my barn is not heated. The tack rooms are. So my staff who's tacking up the horses, they're going to be cold. Um, we have a thing called Carhartt. There are heated jackets. Um, but when it's negative 20, it's just oh. so cold. <laughs> oh, my God. It, I would just die. <laughs> I wouldn't go outside. I, let's just be real. I, w- I would be like, yeah, no, you don't want to. And you still have to do chores. I highly recommend Florida and a heated arena. My next, my next goal in my <laughs> um, uh, in my barn operation is to heat and um, have heated floors in my barn. Um, so uh-huh. that's a five-year plan. So I got to suffer for five more years. <laughs> but wow. um, that that is a goal. But then another thing I highly recommend is electrolytes with your horses. Um, also thinking about the care of the horses. Um, more hay versus grain, um, and I because they stop drinking. And so we have heated water tanks when they go out. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have heated water buckets in the barn, but I like them to be outside as much as possible. Um, so that that is what I recommend. Let's talk a little bit about the drawbacks of clipping your horse. What What are some potential issues that you might come across? Because, I mean, I'm a big advocate for for clipping the horses so they're not, you know, wet and cold for hours on end. So, um, you know, what are we thinking about in the winter when we, when we want to clip and maybe you have a horse and it's your first time, um, working the horse, you know, strongly in the winter, maybe you've moved up a level and now the horse is working harder and you decide to do a clip. Um, you know, what, what are some ideas behind that? Um, I body clip, um, from the pole and I do all of their neck, um, their back, their sides and their haunches. Now, with some horses, I would be very careful if they're very sensitive. I would leave a back patch um, because I've clipped a horse and I clipped their entire back. And then for a week, even two, that hair is starting to grow in and they're very irritated and very sensitive. So that feeling of a roach back, you're going to get. Um, so that that's the clip I do. Some people do a hunter clip. Um, but then once you clip, you have to make sure you have appropriate blankets. Don't clip your horse without a blanket. That's just cruel, in my opinion. Um, I hate being cold. And then we take their protection away from them. So we have two blankets, a neck blanket that covers the entire area that we've clipped. And then we have um, another, and they're all heavy blankets. Um, one without a neck. You have to be careful, though. There's lots of rubbing going on in the winter with the blankets, with the saddle, and with our legs. In the springtime, when their new hair growth comes in, um, we I found that I can rub their legs because or my legs can rub their sides and rub that hair. It's not a spur rub. It's because they're so sensitive. One horse, I actually had to leave like a little patch on his side. Um, so we have little creams in the winter. Um, again, at this point, I recommend going to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie, guys. It is a blessing. It is when you're listening to this, you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point about the, the, the worn hair, because that's one of the potential mm -hmm. dangers is, is that now you have a horse uh, that you want to show that looks like he's, you know, got all these marks all over him and his coat doesn't grow back nice. And, and all. yeah, and all you really stuff. have to be careful. And I've had horses, if you have an ill fitting blanket, cause with the neck blanket, mm-hmm. half their mane will rub off. 
And so they do sell, I think they're called sleazies, so that covers them. But you, you just really have to watch all the rubbing in the winter. And we'll even get rubs from the saddle pad. I guess we have very sensitive horses. So, no. um, <laughs> yeah. So it, that, and just be aware that that's going to happen and maybe even use a preventative like Vaseline or polo wraps on your boot. Um, I also, I can't remember what the cream is called. I think it's Megatech, but it's to promote um, hair growth. Um, and I put that on, and in three days, the hair starts to grow back. So yeah, yeah I've had I think, a lot I think of the, the blanket fit is a huge one. You know, the blankets shouldn't, it's just not part of winter. Your blanket shouldn't be rubbing your horse. And if it is, look at the fit or look at, look at, look at a product that goes underneath the, you know, to prevent the rubbing because... I think a lot of times in the past, I know, you know, years ago that the, the blankets just wouldn't fit great or whatever. And then you were like, oh, well, that's part of winter. And then it's it's really not. And it's and if your blanket's rubbing your horse's shoulders, he does not going to like wearing a blanket and you're not going to mm-hmm. have a happy horse. So um, mm-hmm. they've got there's a lot of differentiation in blankets now. And, you know, you might like the weather be the, the best one, you know, but maybe uh, an, another style or another size or, you know. Is going to fit your horse mm-hmm. a little bit better. You have to look at around at what's out there and and uh, how how what's going to suit your horse, but not necessarily your your favorite blanket to look at. There's so, many options. Yeah, many. Options. Yeah. So, guys, I was going to ask you. I mean, what do you do training wise? I mean, what's your big you know in the winter? Do you try to push on and and do your make you know what what do you do in that department? In terms of cold weather. Yeah. Um, I used to push on. Um, and I don't think it's worth it because my body is tight. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't ride well, ride well in the winter. Um, and if I'm feeling that way, I know the horses are standing outside and they're tight. So a good option for me is either having a lunging day or a free jumping day. Um, when it doesn't rain, we love to go out in the snow and that's a lot of fun, but you have to have, you got to bundle up. You have to have quarter sheets on. Um, I found as I get older, um, I think quality over quantity. Um, and I, I don't do well in the cold weather. So I tend to give them days off. Phil, how about you? No, no, no oh, he's <laughs> Yeah, he's we're, Canadian. Tra- we're pushing on, we're training. I mean, I want <laughs> everybody to be uh, very comfortable at the level they're showing at. Um, so mm-hmm. it's sort of like, well, what do you want to do next summer? Like, are we going to move up a level or are we going to happy where we're at? And if we're going to move up a level, we got to get training. So, you know, uh, you know, there's always um, situations and, and times. That, and I know I know going into the winter, there's going to be days off. There just has to be, you know, days that's too cold or, or you can't get to the barn or whatever. So every day that I have an opportunity to to train the horse, I I do it, and I do it seriously, um, because the summer can be way more fun if you get to the, yep. to the first show and you're sure. prepared, and that's my goal, yep. and and like I said, I know there may be even weeks that we're, we're just not riding, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to, uh, you know, after the, the Christmas break we've had, the horses have been had a time off, had a nice fall, you know, all that kind of stuff, and sort of January 1st, it's training because we Ready have to. Ready to go. So, so Phil, when is it too cold for you to not ride? Is it, does it ever? Know, we talk in uh, we we talk Celsius, in degrees Celsius like the rest of the world. Um, yes, I know. What what degree Celsius? Minus after it gets below minus ten, then the horses are going to have a light ride. 
I'm gonna Google so, that yeah, real quick, everyone. That's about it. Yeah. You want <sighs> you want to convert that for me? I'm working on it. <laughs> that's pretty cold. I'm gonna tell you that right away. Yeah. I think that's a little colder than Megan's cutoff point, but you know, um, you know, try not to have a lot of days off. Yeah, we don't usually have like a week off. You know, it's like a day here or there. You know that it gets really cold, and then we're back to work. Uh, that's well, that's right around fifteen. It, it's fourteen yeah. degrees Fahrenheit, so it's it's yeah. right. Oh, it's, so it's, it's the right same. The same. Uh, okay, we can we can it's agree. Pretty, pretty much the same. So we're the same. Yeah, if it's good. I mean. So, some days, though, I, I work at 10. It depends because we also have horse shows in the winter. Um, we have indoor shows um, in Illinois and one in January and one in March that I, I do like to go to with the clients. Um, uh, that way they don't have eight months off um, and they still stay in the show ring and it helps them for nerves. Um, and usually they are ready. So, yeah, it works Perfect. out. Wow. That's perfect. Yeah, well, we don't guys, have too many shows going on, so we're just working. Yeah. You guys are the bomb, let me tell you. It gets it gets <laughs> close to twenty five and I'm piecing out. <laughs> well Megan as always thank you so much for coming on and giving us some tips how would our listeners find you online uh, lindenhoff.com uh, and it's with two I's L-I-N-D-I-N-H-O-S dot com thank you fantastic thanks Megan thank you thank you for having me well, that was a fun interview from Megan, and I hope that helps everybody as you guys are riding in the winter. I, I'm, I'm, I can't do it. So good, good, good on you for sure. But <laughs> um, we're coming back right after this commercial break. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissue. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. For the Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we got Megan McIsaac to stick around to talk about her grand adventure in Denmark. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. I'm so happy that Megan stuck around for the Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week. Megan, welcome back to the show today. Thank you. 
Well, I love it. So we actually, one of the things that I, I, if I, Megan and I have been friends, goodness now, uh, since we were Ooh. young riders. I know we, we, we don't talk about it <laughs> a long time <laughs> and I just adore her. And we, we started with young riders and she has started a successful business and runs. But one of the things that I admire you the most is now you go to Denmark and look for horses. Yep. Can you kind of yep. tell everybody, like, how did you get started? Like, how did you do that? Um, well, I love selling horses and, um, I had gone, I think it was in the, no, it was 2003. I had gone to Holland and had imported horses then, and I wanted to restart my sales business. And so I had spoke with my mentor, Jane Ayers, and was talking about going to Germany and Holland. And at that time it was, uh, 2014 and we were going to nationals. And by a fluke, um, I had brought my Sarah plate and um, Yana Rumble from Florida, who was originally from Denmark, was on it. And um, we had a chance meeting. Uh, Jane had introduced us and she said, why don't you go to Denmark? Um, and I said, well, that would be great. Could you introduce <laughs> me to some people? <laughs> and... Um, They are very open um, with um, their records, um, not only show records, but also um, health records and x-rays. And so I said, why not? I'm going to go out and do this. And so I Googled a bunch of farms and I contacted a bunch of people and it was all done by the Internet. And um, I said, here I go. And it took me about a month and a half to plan. And I also went on the Google Maps, and I went from farm to farm, so I had the driving distance, and know that I don't understand Danish. I only speak English and a little bit of German, and I was looking at the spelling, and I thought, oh my God, this is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm going to have a GPS, (laughs) because I didn't didn't have an agent, and um, I, I do love adventure and I love meeting new people. And so I planned, it was a, a whole week and I brought my vet with me, which I think is really, really important if someone's ever going to go to Europe um, because we have different uh, standards. And um, so off we went and it was my vet and I, and we actually only got lost once. And we went, uh, I don't know how many farms, maybe maybe 25 and we went from one to the other and I had um, I found a website for B&Bs and I don't recommend the hotels Um, really and that's what we did yeah yeah I and it was amazing and what's the matter um, on that I'm curious what well they're actually the B&Bs offer more Um, the food is better the people are more friendly um, and they're less expensive. And I mean by hundreds of dollars. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. It, it, yeah, it worked really well for me to go to B&Bs. And um, I also got to meet my vet on a totally different level. So make sure if you're going on a trip with someone, you like them. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was just the two of us. I, I rented a car. The GPS was in it. Um, and and I made, I would say I'm still friends with 
all of the people that I met on that trip. And then the, the next trip, I met new people, and it, it's just growing. So now I have people that just email me and say, Megan, I have a horse for sale. When are you coming to Denmark? Come and try my horse. And they have such a small network, um, and they they talk a lot. I, lo- I love it. There's more horses than people there. Um, the people are very honest um, that I have met. You know, not everyone's honest, but but everyone I have met, they um, they tell me like when there was a scratch on a horse. They tell me um, uh, if it ever had a surgery or it cost. You know, it's it's really refreshing um, when I. When I've gone to other countries, um, uh, they don't disclose as much. So I I really recommend Denmark if ever, anyone ever wants to go to Denmark to shop for horses. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. recommend Megan because she already went to Denmark. And you're bringing <laughs> horses back, good horses, good trained <laughs> horses over here. So I yeah. need to go to Denmark now, right? Yeah, we just <laughs> well, need to go. You. Thank and you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, do you go with a list or do you go like how do you, how do you do that? Do you go with what you're looking for or Well, specifically I'm looking for a horse that's trained third level to Grand Prix. Um and I typically prefer them older, 8 or 9 to um 15. I've bought a 16-year-old, but that's a little bit old. He was a Grand Prix horse. Um they all have to be geldings. Um and I'm looking for the adult amateur horse. I am not looking for young, talented horses. Um, they are there. They're out there. Um, but I really think we have a need um, for our grassroots or adult amateurs. And I believe by bringing these horses with good temperament, that's first and foremost. And second is the training, um, that people can come try them. My goal is to have seven horses for sale at a time. Right now I'm only at five. Um and that that way, it also makes the Midwest a nice location to come to. Um, I always hear about the East and West Coast, and so those are my my personal goals um, for trainers that they can call me and say, "I have this adult amateur. She's um, at third level, and I'd really like her to move up to pre St. George." Or I have a really timid rider. I'd really, you know, I'm looking for a really special horse for her. Um, I would like to provide that to the U.S. So that that is my goal, and that's what I'm looking for. In terms of um, do I have a list, I sometimes – I actually bought three horses um, for clients, um, and they bought sight unseen. And um, that was really scary and nerve-wracking for me because you're talking about a lot of money and beautiful horses and um, – clients that I've worked with for years and I want these partnerships to work. Um, and luckily they did. Um, and they're doing really well and they've stayed in the barn and I've watched these people grow. They're making their dreams happen. Thanks to these horses. Um, but it was really scary. (laughs) I don't know if I want to do that again, all that, all that pressure, but, um, I really enjoy getting to know the new horses um, and I'm able to um, disclose information to people on, you know, what is it like? Because it's a traumatic experience for these horses. Um, A lot of times I buy right from the breeder. And so this is their first huge trip and 
you know, everything has changed. The air, the feed, um, the way they're handled, um, the tack. I sometimes try to get the tack with the horses. Um, so I really see, is this an adult amateur horse or do they need three or six months to adjust? And then is this the horse I really bought? So it's, it's a huge undertaking. It's a big risk. Um, but then people who have never traveled to Europe can come to me and then they can see the horse here and not have to deal with the transportation and having the horse get acclimated um, to America. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Megan, like I said, it, it's so impressive to me. It's you're, you're so brave, but you really have figured out a way to make it work and to, to bring horses to America. And I think that that's such a fantastic job. Um, so how would our listeners find you online if they're interested? Um, Lindenhoff.com. It's L-I-N-D-I-N-H-O-S.com. Come and check me out. And I would love to sell anyone a horse. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At TotalSaddleFit.com. Visit TotalSaddleFit.com. Well, Phil, it was fun. We got to do the show a little bit earlier this week um, because it's it's getting a little busy here on Thursday. Uh, but we really wanted to, um, we want one more shout out for emails and Facebook. We love it when you guys send us questions and uh, comments and things you want us to talk about. So send it to us either um, by email. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com or philip is philip at horseradionetwork.com or on the Facebook page. We love hearing about you guys and now that we're getting all getting back in the swing of things uh for 2017 we want to we want to hear from you so we would love that you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website dressageradio.com like us on facebook just search dressage radio show follow us on twitter at horse radio my website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com you can find me best probably on Facebook, and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.